morning, everyone. This is Judith Ago. You're listening to Mad Love. You know, I try to stay positive. I try to stay happy. I try to influence people in a positive way. But I'm going to tell you something. There was this worker in front of my house yesterday. You know, so this neighborhood that I'm in right now, it's a mix. And it's, I think, the uh, the market bottomed out and it's bouncing back. But we still have a mix of people who are renters and uh, Section 8 renters. Not all Section 8 people are bad. Some are, though. They they never intend to own a home, and they behave that way. Um, I've actually seen some owners who act like they don't care to invest in the property, and um, they didn't. They just stopped paying the taxes on it. There's a mentality out here that I don't understand. Home ownership... Uh, people just, I mean, they're just not that into it. Or some people don't recognize that this is their property and they could use it to to make money, but back to the renters. So apparently these renters had, uh, some guy helping them. So not only do I look out and see a super flabby unfit man with his shirt off, but then this dude decides it's okay to just open his car door because no one can see him and just start peeing. Yes. He just started peeing. And it's like, where where are we in society? You're doing work at this house. You can't ask them to use the restroom, you know, or you can't go in their backyard <laughs> where really probably nobody can see you. I mean, it's just like, what? where are we in the world? And that's exactly what I'm talking about. There should be some shame. So I was like, yo, this dude is just straight pink. Like, and so he could hear a voice. And the way our window is, he couldn't quite tell if someone was looking at him and he was looking and he could see my lips moving, but he was like, is she talking to me? It was a very bizarre exchange. And then he got a little embarrassed, but not embarrassed enough. You know, it was just disgusting. It's like, it's just disgusting. And, you know, I just don't want to see that kind of stuff anymore. Then I got a friend who lives not too far from me. And she's had several polite conversations about the dog. But these people who are very similar to the people I'm talking about, I don't know if they're Section 8 renters or not, but they just don't seem to care about their property or their dog. And now she's like putting up some sort of fencing just to keep him out of her flowers because they won't address the issue. And it's like she's going to have to call the police on these people. And it's like, I don't want to have to call the police When I've had a conversation with you, that seems like an unnecessary escalation. But, you know, it's just like, where where have some of these people been raised? And I get it. Men are gross. Sorry, some of you are. And you pee everywhere. And okay, but can we be discreet? (laughs) Like what? What? You're in the front of someone's home. You're in front of someone's home. You're not in the back. There are people outside. There's kids running around playing. And you, like, this is the greatest opportunity for you to just pee by your truck. What a douche. I'm just, some things just really are gross. And I can't put a positive spin on that. There's no metaphor for it. Um, I just hate it. And I hate living over here. And I'm ready to live. And the way St. Louis is divided, it's almost like 
it's super segregated and it's segregated because it was, uh, well, also, you know, obviously based off of race, but there was a time when middle-class people, you know, all middle-class black people could live in a sa- in the same neighborhood. Um, but those lower middle-class areas, I mean, they really got trampled during, uh, the, the housing crisis, you know, the thing that took Lehman brothers away, um, and all these people were just getting, I remember George W. Bush on TV telling everybody to get a home loan. It's great. You need a home loan. We invest in America. And then like literally two or three years later, whole neighborhoods were abandoned. Because I mean, everybody was getting a mortgage. You didn't even have to hardly prove you had income. So yeah, this neighborhood was was very much a victim of that. I mean, there's so many abandoned houses, houses that caught fire, no one fixed, shit falling down. I mean, it's, and it's not even as bad as it looks, you know, it's, it, there's neighborhoods worse. <laughs> yes, there's random gunfire. Um, yes, there's falling down houses. Yes, there's crime, but it's, it's still not the worst. Um, I read something yesterday that was fascinating and I agree. St. Louis has done. So we have a company here called Centene and it's one of the larger employers and um, has a ton of office space, just built these magnificent buildings in a, um, in a pretty, you know, ritzy suburb here. And he, the, uh, the CEO keeps threatening to move the company entirely to Charlotte. And people like feel some kind of way, go ahead and go then. Well, no, you don't. That's not the attitude to have because he's not wrong. This time it's over uh, not expanding uh, Medicaid in Missouri. I mean, but Missouri is such an unappealing state to a lot of people. If you're not from here and you don't have family here, I'm not understanding what the appeal might be, you know, because we have just purged jobs for 40 years, just hemorrhage jobs, never made an effort really to replace them. Um, there's never been an investment seriously in education. And this is where it gets great for people here. Cause they read that and they go, what do you mean? Well, if you live in Clayton, then that's one of the better school districts in the entire state. So you're like, what's the big deal? Or if you can bus your kids to Clayton. Um, but if you live in a tough neighborhood, there was no significant investment in your in your public school. And if your parents could afford to send you to private school, you didn't care. You, you, you could live anywhere, but your parents were going to, they put that money and sent you to Catholic school. Catholic school and private schools are huge here. Um, and so that's, I mean, that goes back a long way because my mom was like, yeah, this is a good school district. And it was at the time, but she was like, but you're going to Catholic school. <laughs> <laughs> That's what happened. Um, and I had got a great education. And there's just not been that concentration of investment in our communities here. And then everybody has these conversations about it. But these are things that should have started 20 years ago so we could start seeing the the benefits of it. And then I think people decide, you know, well, let's start now. And then it's like, but, you know, it has to be a concentrated, focused effort by people who understand how to build programs and how to um, have long-term engagement and metrics and success and 
uh, it has to be a commitment. And I just don't know that people here know know how to start. So they just, I don't know, they get frustrated and, and uh, just take the cash, I guess. I don't know, because there's been money put into things, but you just can't tell. There's no results that you can look at. There's been no job training consistently. There's just been nothing that would make St. Louis appealing for workforce development, period. You know, so I don't get it. And I love this place, but, you know, I'm like everybody else I know who doesn't live here. I love St. Louis. Quick visit, that's enough. And then they head back to wherever they live. (laughs) Back to D.C., (laughs) back to L.A., back to, uh, you know, Phoenix. You know, so I don't know. It's a complicated issue, and it's not unlike a lot of American cities, you know. It is not unlike a lot of American cities. This place uh, lacks vision and it has a a pool of wonderful people who live here and we deserve a better city. We just really do. I don't know. And all of that stems from the dude peeing in front of my house. (laughs) My frustration is vast. That was disgusting. And you're gross, dude. Don't, Don't go out in the world and be gross. You have an opportunity every day to aim for excellence. And that is not it. And I got nothing else. That's it. I'm annoyed. (laughs) I have not been in a great mood since. And I know I need to let it go. And I do. I don't stay. I'm not just like thinking about this ugly dude peeing in front of my house. And that's the other thing. Why don't they ever look like Denzel? It's then, no, it's always like some raggedy looking person doing something raggedy. Ugh. All right. I don't have a positive spin on it. I am going to play this song, though, that's super popular in China from my production team to everyone in China. Thank you. And actually, it's probably our most popular song everywhere because it makes you think about summer, having fun, having a good drink. And just relaxing. And so, yeah, as soon as I can get to doing that this week, the better. Ugh, that dude. Okay, I'm not going to talk about it anymore. (laughs) Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening to this podcast. Thank you, China, for loving this track. And um, it's inspired by uh, going to a bar in Chicago, the W Hotel Lobby in Chicago. I think it was the Miracle Mile one. I don't know which one it was. There were two at the time. It might be more now. And uh, the vibe there was dope. And when I heard this track, I was like, we should call it that. And they were like, okay. Oh, the good old days. All right, fam. Have a wonderful Thursday. Be safe and be well. And of course, be your best.